That's wonderful to be a part of uh, loving all people to Jesus. That's what we do, and that's what we're about. And uh, so thankful for that today. The book of Acts, if you have your Bible this morning. Uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 16 this morning. So we're continuing this morning in the series on Acts, and we're looking at the mission, the spirit, and the movement. We want to be people that are about the church. We are the church. And so as God breathes on us in a fresh way, we're looking at what does it mean to be the church, and we're asking God together as his church to say, Lord, breathe on us fresh. And we want to look back at Acts as we look forward into the future. And so this morning on Mother's Day, I want us to uh, fast forward to Acts chapter 16, where we find the Apostle Paul and his squad. They come a, a upon some women. They, they find some women down by the riverside. And we're going to be looking at that account this morning. And uh, we're going to find some women, in particular one lady named Lydia. And I believe that the Lord has some things to speak to each one of us about this morning as we look at this encounter together and what it means together this morning. Here's the title of the message is having an open heart. What does it mean to have an open heart? And as we get a hold of this, as we have an open heart before God, I believe that he's able to breathe on us in a fresh way and move us into mission. And uh, we're going to find out what that's about and how that works and why it's important. So we're going to look at that together. So Acts chapter 16. Let me just bring us up to speed with what's going on in the book of Acts as we're in this series. We're pulling out major themes from Acts and looking at them. Uh, some, some Sundays will be more in a chronological order, looking at how the church was advancing. But this morning, we're fast-forwarding, and uh, we're, we're in, in this chapter. But up to this point, we know that the Holy Spirit had been poured out. A few weeks ago, I shared about how the church, how Jesus started the church. It was a revelation where, where uh, the revelation was, was Peter. And he, he said, Jesus, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And upon that revelation, upon that rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. And he gathered his disciples together as the book of Acts began. And he was appearing to people. And he, he sent these missionaries out on mission to, to spread the gospel around the entire world. And we looked at what the church is. And we are the church. The church is not a building. It's people. And we looked a couple weeks ago at uh, Greg Swinimer when he was here. He, he took us to Acts chapter 2 and talked about how the Holy Spirit was poured out. So now the Spirit has been poured out. Peter and other disciples are leading the church. Then God gets a hold of a guy named Saul who was going against the church, breathing murderous threats against the church, a passionate, zealous guy. And, and Jesus encountered him uh, on the road that day and met him face to face and he said, why are you going against me? Jesus took Paul's, Saul's life and turned him into Paul. We know as the Apostle Paul turned his life completely around. Now Paul is a driving force in the church. And we pick it up in Acts 16 today where Paul is on mission. He's on a second missionary journey as the gospel goes from Jerusalem to Judea uh, to Samaria. Now it's, it's moving and, and Gentiles or non-Jewish people are coming to faith in Jesus and the church is just growing in momentum and churches are being started and people are getting saved. And so Paul is now on his second missionary journey. And I want to show us this morning that how as we move on mission, it's important to keep this open heart. And so we're going to look at that together. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at Acts chapter 16 and I'm going to highlight 
just some thoughts from Acts 16. And, and at the end of my message, I want to organize some thoughts around having an open heart before God and how as we do that, it moves us where God desires us to be. So Acts 16, Paul went first to Derby, and then Lystra, and where there was a young disciple named Timothy, and his mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. And Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. And so Paul wanted him to join them on the journey. So as Paul is on this missionary journey, uh, he, he finds Timothy. And Timothy, this disciple that he, he raises up and mentors, and, and Timothy, in many ways, was the successor of the Apostle Paul. And he, he, he was a church planter, and he became the pastor of the church in, in Ephesus. And Timothy was a, a mighty man of God. And this is where Paul just brings Timothy alongside of him. And I want to encourage the moms in this place today, because we know that Timothy, uh, that he, had a, he was very influenced by a couple of women in his life. We know, as Paul writes the letter Second Timothy, that he... He says that you need to stir up that gift, Timothy, within you. And he says you have a sincere faith that was passed on from your mother and, a, and your grandmother. So women in the place today, I want to say that as you're investing in your children, as you're investing in your grandchildren, uh, you never know what your children will do for the Lord. And, and the sincere faith that you have, you're passing along that to them this morning. And I want to encourage you to continue to do that. So this is where we find Timothy and they go and they share the gospel and churches are growing and experiencing uh, the life of Jesus and they're experiencing faith in Jesus. Verse 6, next Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. And then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Now, this is very interesting. They're on, journey, they're on a journey. They're, they're on mission. And they're moving in a direction. And it's interesting where now the Holy Spirit is saying, no, they're, they're heading up this way. And the Holy Spirit says, no, I'm preventing you from going that way. I want you to begin to go this way. What do you do in life when you are set out for something and you feel like God's called you to something? And then the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you and says, I want to move you in this direction. I believe that this is what is really key for us this morning as we're thinking about this idea of having an open heart. Having an open heart and having a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is foundational as people of God. It's foundational as a church that we would be a people that would say, God, as we are moving, we are following the cloud. We are following the fire, just as the children of Israel did in the desert. As the presence of God would, would come like a cloud or he'd come like a pillar of fire and they would just follow the presence. What do you do when you're set out to do something, even with good intention, saying, I'm following Jesus, I'm following God, I'm moving in this direction, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you, saying, I want you to move this way. It's all about having an open heart. And it's saying, God, I want you to do that work in me. I want you to give me an open heart. I know Heather and I, when we were first starting out in ministry, we, I had just graduated from Bible college. We were just newly married. We were living in a little basement suite. I was working part-time downtown Vancouver and also part-time at a church in Vancouver. And we were just barely getting by. And, and we couldn't, you know, have a, we, we weren't able to get a full-time ministry position at that point. So we were just kind of doing a number of jobs and just trying to be faithful to Jesus. And all of a sudden we thought, well, you know, what we should do is we should maybe just start putting our resume out. And, and maybe we'll find a full-time ministry position somewhere. And so we put our resume out and applied to a couple places. 
and a church in, in the USA contacted me. And it was a big church. It was like a mega church. And, and they said, hey, we're looking for a youth pastor. And I thought, clearly, this is the Lord. He has called me to the USA. I'm going to be on television. I'm going to be traveling with Billy Graham next year. We're going to be doing crusades. I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to be this mega church youth pastor guy. It's going to be awesome, God. Yes, this is you. And I'm moving in your direction, and I'm answering your call. And so Heather and I went. We were interviewed. And I remember coming back after that interview, and they actually asked us to come. But we said we just needed to take a few days and pray about it. And we got down on our knees in our basement suite and uh, held, our, held hands. We said, okay, Lord, we know this must be of you. <laughs> but God, we want you to open our hearts. We want to do your will. We want to go exactly where you call us to go. And we know it's the USA. And as we prayed, the Holy Spirit just landed upon us in such a powerful and in such a distinct way. And he said, No. I don't want you to go. But we're like, God, but we want to go. (laughs) There's a problem here. We want to do this. And the Lord says, no, be faithful to where I've called you. And that meant part-time work. That meant barely surviving. That meant just loving on people downtown Vancouver and loving on a handful of about eight young people who were all cousins from the same, you know, that was our youth group. Like, young people, most of them were kids. They weren't even old enough to be in the youth group. And we're just like, and they're all cousins. Or mega church guy in the States, you know, like, youth pastor Ben Johnson speaking live, you know. Wow! Or just faithful. And so as we prayed, we just said, Lord, we want to do what you want to do. And you know what? It was the Holy Spirit that was at work in our hearts. And this is, the, this is the key, to be on mission. we got to be people that are sensitive and say, God, continue to speak to my heart. So this is what happens. So now they're, they're on this journey, and they, want, they were going up towards Asia, and the Holy Spirit hindered them. And, and now Paul has, has a vision. This is interesting. So next, Paul, uh, verse 9, that night Paul had a vision, and a man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there in this vision. He's pleading with him. He's saying, hey, come over to Macedonia and help us. And so we decided to leave for Macedonia at once. And having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there, we boarded a boat to Troas and sailed straight across to the island of Samarath. And the next day we landed in Neapolis. And from there we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. And on the Sabbath we went a little way outside the city to a river bank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. And one of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. And she listened to us. And look at this, watch this. And the Lord opened her heart. Opened her heart. And watch this. And as she accepted what Paul was saying, She and her household were baptized, and she asked us to be her guests. And if you agree, and if you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, Come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. She urged us until we agreed. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, thank you this morning that we, as your church, we gather around your word and in your presence. And Lord, you're speaking to us today about having an open heart before you. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to open our hearts 
to your leading, to your direction personally in our lives, as well as a church. We want to be people of the Spirit. God, we want to be people on mission, and we want to be part of a movement. God, in this city, and for your name, Jesus, in this nation, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. You know, my mom, I was thinking about Mother's Day today. I have a great mom. I have a really great mom. And I was thinking about my mom, and she's such an open-hearted person. Um, She's going to be here in a few weeks. My mom and dad are going to be visiting, and hopefully you'll have the chance to get to know her a bit. But growing up, she she was just so open-hearted. She was the kind of person that she would stop and talk to the neighbors, and she would stop and take time for people in the grocery store. And oftentimes, growing up at my house, we'd have people from the church or the neighborhood, and oftentimes they would join us around the dinner table. Just an open-hearted lady. It was her open heart, uh, I think, that was such a model for me. Similar to Timothy, who was influenced by his mother and his grandmother, I was blessed with an amazing godly mother, an amazing godly grandmother. And I know it was their open heart and their heart and their sensitivity to God that really made a difference in my life. I remember kneeling down on my knees with my mom this is how I, I got saved. This is how I became a follower of Jesus. I was just a kid and just kneeling down with my mom and praying and asking Jesus to come into my life. So here's kind of the main thought. This is the main thought today uh, of this message. And if you, if you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this this morning. That an open heart before God will open new opportunities for other people. When you and I say, God, soften my heart, open my heart, make me sensitive to your leading, Holy Spirit, where you call me. If you call me to go, I'll go. If you call me to stay, I'll stay. An open heart before God opens up opportunity, just like my mom. An open heart before God as she sought to live for God and as she sought to serve Jesus and open her life and open her heart. It had a huge impact on me. And my faith is real. And my faith became real because of the example, because of who she was in Jesus. And because of her open heart, my heart became softened to the Lord. And this is how it works. An open-hearted church will, will produce fruit. An open-hearted dad will produce fruit in their children. An open-hearted mom, an open-hearted boss at work who has an open heart for God will provide opportunity for other people to experience the kingdom, to experience the grace of God. Let's be a people that say, God, open my heart. An open-hearted person before God will open up new opportunities for other people. And we see this in the, in the passage this morning as they were following God on mission and the Spirit was leading them. And this is what God wants for you and for me today. There's a lot of things in life, though, that can really close our hearts, can harden our hearts. We, we may be involved in a relationship and it, it goes sideways and we may be involved in some things. And even in the church, you know, there's some things that you know, maybe I used to be part of the church. I threw myself wholeheartedly into that ministry or I was leading a group or I was doing something and, and something happened or that leader said something or that pastor hurt me and, and our hearts can close up and we can, we can find ourselves, rather than being soft and open-hearted before God, we can find ourselves being sometimes more callous, sometimes saying, well, I've been there, I've done that. But what I feel like the word this morning for us as a church is the Lord is saying, I want to soften and open up your heart again. 
You see, in the scripture, we understand the heart as the center of our lives, as the, the center of our emotions. It's our thinking. It's, 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 it's our heart. It's what, it's what is most important to us. And we even see this in culture. Um, you know, the Disney movies, it's all about what? Follow your, your dreams? Yeah, okay. Follow your what, though? Typically, it's what? Follow your heart. Right answer. Okay. You guys are catching on quick. Turn to your friend and say, heart is the answer. <laughs> Follow your heart. Now, the problem is, Scripture says that our hearts are deceitful. And so, a heart needs to be submitted towards the Lord. And our hearts need to be open to God. And as we submit our hearts to God, then He softens our hearts. And then we can follow our heart. As we follow our heart, God moves upon. As the Lord moves upon our heart, then we can trust our heart. Because it's His heart that we follow. And so... Rather than being closed-hearted people, let's be people that are soft and open. So this is what happens is Paul, now he's on the missionary journey with Timothy. He's picked up Timothy along the way. Uh, Paul's with Silas, another disciple. And we know also from, from this passage that we read in Luke, he mentions the word we. So now we know that Luke, the one who authored this book, uh, he's now part of the journey. So he's now joined Paul on his missionary journey. This is uh, him having an eyewitness account. So he's writing about these things as they happened from his perspective. So Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke, maybe some of the other guys that are traveling with them, they get to Philippi eventually as the Holy Spirit led them. He said, don't go there, don't go there, but be sensitive, be open-hearted. And as they moved, they moved to Philippi, which, is a ma- which a major, was a major city of commerce and trade. It was part of the Roman Empire. It was, it was uh, uh, a city that was very important to Rome. And they found themselves in, in that culture now, this Roman culture, in, in this region of the world that they never expected to, to go to. And they got to the city, which was Paul's custom, and he began to, to look for a Jewish synagogue. This is what he did typically when he would find himself in a new city. Paul's strategy was look for the synagogue and, and then begin to share with the Jewish men in the synagogue about Jesus and how it all works together and the gospel and the good news. And so he gets to a city, and this shows how uh, secular or godless Philippi was at the time because they got to the city and they couldn't find a Jewish synagogue. You needed... 10 Jewish men for them to make a synagogue official in a region. So they couldn't even find 10 Jewish men. But as part of their tradition, if there wasn't a synagogue, then people would then go meet by the riverside. So Paul and his guys, they got there. There was no synagogue. They said, well, let's go down by the riverside. And as they went down to the riverside, there were some ladies, some women that were meeting and gathering together. And so they were having a a, a women's conference uh, down by the riverside. And they were meeting, and maybe they were singing some songs, and maybe they had some PowerPoint, and, you know, they were all together, and they were just worshiping. And Paul and the guys show up, and Paul steps in, and as a rabbi, he just begins to sit down and share with them and and talk with them. And as he shared with them, he shared the good news of Jesus. And Luke, the author, he highlights this lady, Lydia. says that Lydia was a businesswoman. Lydia was a successful woman, likely, because she sold purple cloth, which were for the elite of that society. It was for the rich and the famous. She was probably doing quite well, and she had moved to this 
town, and, and as she was gathering, she was a God-fearing woman, the Bible says. She wasn't necessarily a Jew because she was a Gentile, and, but she was God-fearing, and there was something going on inside of her heart that, that made her attracted uh, to this God of the Bible. And so she gathered with other women, and it's very similar we see in the, in the book of Acts. There's other times where there's people that are God-fearing and people like Cornelius and others who just... Do you know that there are people in our city right now that are, that are attending a different uh, house of worship this morning, maybe part of another religion? Maybe they would even say that they are secular or humanist or, or they are uh, atheists in our city. There are people today that God is working on their hearts, that God is opening their hearts. And softening their hearts even today. People that you maybe work with. People that you maybe are neighbors with. Never underestimate that the Holy Spirit is at work in people. All over our city. And so Lydia. The Spirit is at work in her. And she comes and she gathers at the riverside. In Philippi. And it says that this woman. That the Lord opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart. And she became a follower of, of Jesus that day. And I want you to see, just as we kind of conclude this morning, and we are going to conclude very quickly. I have three things, but they're going to go so fast, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm already eating Mother's Day lunch, just like that. Just, they're going to go so fast. So hang on with me. Here we go. Three things. What happens when God opens our heart? Number one, we get committed. We get committed. So this is what Lydia said. She accepted what Paul was saying, and she and her household were baptized. That word accepted means that she just she leaned in and she trusted. She heard the good news. She understood the good news. She accepted the good news. She leaned in with all of her heart. It's, it, the word there means to pay attention. She, she said, I'm not just hearing this again or some other. She really leaned into Paul and what he was saying and sharing about Jesus, and she decided, I'm going to get committed so committed that her whole household got baptized. I just want to encourage you this morning, men, if you're in this place, you, as God has called you, you are the leader and the priest of your home. And I want to encourage you, you need to lean in and get committed to another level if you're not so committed right now. If you need to get baptized in water, you need to get baptized in water. You need to lead the way in your family. If you, if you and your household, you need to be the example. But women, if you're here today and you're raising your family, then like Lydia, she was the leader of her home. And she says, hey, all of us, I, I'm the spiritual leader now. And, and we're all going to get committed. We're going to be all in. We're going to serve Jesus with everything. And so when God opens our hearts, we get committed. And I believe that as a church this morning, God's opening our hearts. And he's calling us to a deeper place of commitment. You see, the gospel must impact our homes before it could ever impact our city. The gospel must impact my life and your life. And like Lydia, the Holy Spirit is calling us to a place of commitment. And secondly, this morning, when God opens our heart, we open our lives to others. This is what happened. Lydia said, hey, we're, we're, we're committed. We're in. We're leaning in. We're paying attention, Paul. We want this Jesus. And as her heart was opened by the Lord, she, she began to lean in. And, and it says that God opened her heart, so that means that maybe there were areas of her heart that were closed. And so God opened her heart, and she leaned in, and she says, not only are we, we going to be committed, but I want to open my life. And she says, hey, guys, come and stay at our house. And as a rich, wealthy business, businesswoman, likely, she probably had a nice place. She obviously had room to host and to facilitate a place for them to stay and 
and, and she likely had servants and other children and others in her household, maybe business partners. But she said, hey, come to my house and I want you to come. And she opened her life and she opened her heart. As God opened her heart, she prepared a place and opened an opportunity for other people. And they came. And do you know that the church in Philippi, the, the book of Philippians then is written later and Paul addresses the church in Philippi. And do you know that Lydia, that this is where the church started was her and her household. And this is where that she was a church planter. And she says, I'm opening my life. You know, my aunt, I was thinking as I was preparing this message, my aunt was a big inspiration in my life as well. And she used to live here in Calgary, just off 17th Avenue. She lived in a small apartment. And she never did get married. She, she you know, lived her whole life as a single woman. But what a beautiful woman she was because her, she was not lonely at all. She lived her life in such a way that she included so many other people. I remember visiting her house when I was a kid and just being there, and she, she would include neighbors and friends, and, and several times people would come by the door, and she was giving them plates of food and bag lunches, and there were all these characters and strangers. When you visited Auntie Jean, you never know who would show up or who would be in her house or who would be sleeping over or who would be staying there. And she, would, uh, she had animals. She loved animals. And there were birds flying around her apartment. She had, I don't know how many different kinds of birds and parakeets and animals and stray cats that lived in. She was feeding stray cats out her back window. So on any given visit, there were so many different people and animals in her apartment. But she lived her life so open-hearted and so welcoming because at an early age, she surrendered her life to Jesus. And she opened her heart to Jesus. And because God opened her heart, she was one that opened her heart to other people. She opened her life to others. God wants to open your heart and your life in a greater way this morning, I believe, and all of us as a church to other people. And this is what happened. Lydia said, come and stay with me. And then finally, what happens when God opens our hearts is that God graces you and me with supernatural influence. She urged us until we agreed. Now, Maybe she urged them because she was a great businesswoman and she knew how to close a sale. Listen, guys, have I got a deal for you. Come stay with us. Come teach us more about Jesus. Come teach us more about the way. Don't leave town until I could cook you a meal. Maybe she was a great businesswoman, but I also believe that something above and beyond that is that God graces us as God opens our hearts, that God graces us to be able to lead and to be able to have influence, supernatural influence above and beyond what we would ever know in the natural. As God opens our hearts, he gives us platform. He gives us influence. As we say, Lord, I'm surrendering to your way. I won't go this way. I'll go that way. I'll be sensitive to your spirit. And as we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he gives us incredible opportunity for influence. Somebody say, amen. And I want you to see this this morning. As we conclude, Michael's coming and the team as they come. Thanks, guys. Here's why it's important. Not only did she persuade them and the church started here in Philippi, but Lydia was the one woman that God used to open up the gospel to all of the continent of Europe. Do you realize that as the book of Acts, as the church was advancing and churches were being planted, that Lydia and her open heart towards God 
it cracked open the opportunity for the gospel to then move into Europe. As the Holy Spirit says, don't go this way, go that way. The Macedonian man in the vision, where was he? Paul didn't even find a Macedonian man. He found a group of women. But how many know that the women were the key to open up the hearts of the men that were calling for help? That the women were there by the riverside seeking God, open-hearted. And as the Holy Spirit moved upon this group of women, they, they moved upon that church was started. Influence began to spread all throughout Europe. And because if you go to Europe today and all the cathedrals and all the churches, and we're trusting and we're believing God for a renewal in, in Europe. And I was just in Eastern Europe a couple weeks ago in Estonia. And, and there's churches and there's steeples and there's bells. And, and as I was walking down one of the streets in one of these European cities, I heard an old hymn that was ringing through the air, and I felt like the Lord was just saying, prophetically, I'm still here. I'm still calling my people, and we're believing for another day that not only are those churches are going to be filled, but there's going to be a mighty revival in Europe and in North America and all over the world today. But friends, God started even the church in Europe from this lady, from this lady's little conference down by the riverside. As she allowed the Holy Spirit to open her heart and soften her heart. This church was started, and the gospel began to spread to a whole continent. There's influence for you and for me as God opens our heart this morning. I wonder if you would stand with me this morning. This is what C.H. Spurgeon said about this lady, Lydia. We are happy that history so accurately tells us by the pen of Luke when first the gospel was preached in Europe. I half envy Lydia that she should be the leader of the European band. Yet I feel right glad that a woman led the van and that her household followed so closely in the rear. God moved upon this woman, this business lady, and maybe she was in all kinds of circumstances that could have closed her heart off It's likely that she was single. We don't have any mention of a husband. Perhaps her husband passed away, or perhaps she never married. She could have been bitter of different. Maybe there were other things that were going on in her life. Maybe there were some things that were there in her life that would potentially close her heart down. Maybe she had children. Maybe she lost children. Maybe she couldn't have any more children. There could have been hurt and other things that would have closed her heart. Maybe the materialism and the wealth and and the Roman Empire and all the, the niceties of living in a city like Philippi and all the things and all the pleasures. Maybe all those things would have captivated her heart and and brought her to a place of, of just living for herself or living in a place of brokenness and pain. But it says that God opened her heart. And I believe this morning that as we draw near to God, that he will draw near to us. That's what the word says. And as we draw near to him, I believe that God is opening hearts today. And all over this room this morning, I want to encourage you. This is, this is our prayer. That as God opens our hearts, that it opens opportunities for other people. As God moves upon our church, it'll open up opportunity in our city. As God moves upon our heart, that we would get committed, that we would get hospitable, that we would have a, a, a Holy Spirit influence rest upon us as we move from this place today.
that we would reach people with the love and the power of Jesus, that we would not be so set in our way, that we would remain open-hearted, that if God says go here instead of there, then we're going to go there. If God says stay instead of go, then we're going to stay. If God says go in that direction, we're going to move in that direction because we want to be open-hearted, open-hearted, because as we are open-hearted, God enables us with great influence to be sensitive and led by His Spirit. You know, somebody said that there's a generation that is waiting on the other side of your obedience to his voice. There's people waiting on the other side of you saying, God, make my heart like Lydia. Make it sensitive. Make it open. Make it soft. And so, Father, you see us in this room this morning, all over this room. And God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would make us people with a heart that is open and soft to you. Lord, as we move forward as a church, God, today, that you would soften our hearts, that you would speak to us, your people. God, in our families, that you would help us to take steps, strengthen the men this morning in this church, that they would be men who would say, I'm leading our family. I'm leading our family in places of commitment. I'm leading our family in example. I'm leading our family in obedience. I'm leading our family in hospitality. I'm leading our family in influence. I'm leading our family in leadership. And Lord, the women here today, maybe there's women here today, that they have areas of their heart that have been broken and hurt and there's been pain and there's been disappointment and rather, Lord, than our hearts being closed down and cold and callous, like Lydia, would you move upon the hearts of the women of First Assembly this morning and would you allow the Holy Spirit women this morning to let God touch your heart and bring healing to your heart where there's been wounds, where there's been disappointment of the past. You don't have to live in your disappointment. You don't have to live in your pain anymore. God wants to set you free and he wants you to be an influential, powerful woman, mother, grandmother, somebody who has a soft heart for God. And as your heart softens for God, God wants to move upon you and open up influence and open up opportunity that you've never dreamed of before in your life. So just let's ask the Holy Spirit this morning, if that's your heart, just say, Holy Spirit, just come and soften my heart today. Soften my heart to your purposes. God, speak to me, Lord, about staying or moving or going or whatever you desire me to do, God. I want to be in the center of your will. The best place for you to be is in the center of where God calls you to be. Lord, I don't want to fight it. I just want to surrender. I want to have an open heart like Lydia. I want to have an open heart, Lord that you would speak to today and that you could move me into your purposes. And God, to be on mission, we want to be a church that's open-hearted. We might have to do church some different ways than we've done church in the past. God, let us be open-hearted. We need to do some, maybe do some things differently to reach some people that, we, that we're not currently reaching. God, let us be open-hearted. Let, let us surrender to how you are leading us, God, so that we don't have to be stuck Because, God, we want to be influential. We want to be on mission. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you just open our hearts today. Bring healing to relationships. Bring bring healing and breakthrough, God. At every level of our lives today, we pray. I'm going to ask Michael to to lead us in this song as we close. Let's just make this our prayer this morning as we uh, conclude our time together. Let's worship together.